0: Everybody, it's uh, vacation season, so things are going to be a little bit different as different people are on vacations and doing stuff. Uh, so, I'll go ahead and apologize, that it'll be a little bit different, but still going to have our episodes coming out. So, uh, enjoy. The camera opens up in the back of Keith's car as he is driving. Kendra and a obfuscated Arthur Sobchak through the city, away from the mall, away from the club, which is the more impressive and important part of that landscape nowadays. Art, you had been asked by Missy to find out some information on Kendra. Yes, I was. How are you going about doing that?
1: Uh, well, it uh, goes through the usual channels. I um, do some searching on my phone. She is a college student. She is college age, so I've checked the local residency records to see transcripts, things of that nature. Usually after that, I can find them in the public databases, get uh, place of birth, age, parentage. It takes a little bit more doing to get uh, credit ratings and things like that, but
0: uh, she's college student. She has no credit rating. Or if she does, it's nothing impressive.
1: Well, unless she is rich. But uh, if she was wealthy, she would not be wearing the things that she is wearing.
0: Looking around, the first thing you will notice is that it is just the normal state school. She's going to the University of Maine that is here, their campus in Springfield. It is in Baron Magnus Welcher's territory, the Tremere Baron, possibly even his personal domain area that he likes. Tremere are prone to experimentation, and a place like a college campus is going to have lots of equipment, and it's going to be very easy for them to hide purchases of very specific equipment within a school's capabilities, in addition to having access to a large variety of people. And people that make questionable decisions on the regular. The Baron himself may call this his personal domain in that he has a haven somewhere on this campus, but you know that it's his area of control and his personal area of control. But what else would you like to know, I guess, specifically about the campus so we can fill that in a little bit first?
1: at state university is there anything that they are known for journalism um maybe agriculture law business
0: i'm going to go out on a limb and say it's something in the medical field not so direct and cliche as dealing with blood but they have a very good nursing program
1: good nursing program okay Let us talk about size. You say at the state university, clearly it has dorms on site. I do not believe it is one of the, you know, this is Springfield. It may be one of the larger state universities. They tend to have to be to be
0: sponsored by the state.
1: Unless you're in Eastern Europe. Hey.
0: It's not like a huge, popular campus because it's not one of the things like it's not Harvard or anything along those lines. It's nursing or medical programs are it's it's only real claim to fame. It's got some sports teams. It does. It's not like oh they are in the Rose Bowl or other things along those lines, but they are there. Keeps it a, a fairly low profile. Nothing out of the ordinary or unusual or really, like, how's the word? Exception, Not exceptional. I know you know what I mean. It is mediocre. Yeah, it's a good school if you're going to a school for nursing, but if you're looking for anything else, not really gonna blow your mind.
1: Okay, well, let us look at her transcripts. Why the hell is she going to school here? What is she going to school for?
0: At the moment, she is undeclared. She is just liberal arts, I think is what they call it. We haven't picked a major. This is her coming to her middle of her sophomore year that she has been there. And she's taking a lot of the basic classes, and she's also taking a lot of interest in things like holistic healing and the actual merits of those things from a medical perspective. A lot of artsy-fartsy hippie courses, but There's also math, chemistry, the core
1: classes.
0: She grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, and has come up here to go to school. You can find a little bit of information about her family. There seems to be no father in the picture. The mother is working at some little dead-end job in the middle of nowhere. She seems to be here on some sort of scholarship. Nothing super impressive about her family outside of that. Her grades are very good. She appears to be very smart, not involved in any real extracurricular activities that you can see. I don't know how much of that shows up on her transcript, but nothing really there as far as that goes. She transferred out here to this school after doing one year at a local school in Connecticut. What would you like to know? Okay, so first question Art would
1: have is, why the hell is Missy interested in her? And there has to be something. You know, let's go with, if I can get a hold of them, phone records, search engine history, anything like that, social media. I've got a name. I should be able to find social media accounts.
0: So you'll find that she sends in information on social media to this little know-nothing podcast called The Beat about some northeastern area podcast in addition to sending things into your show she also frequently looks up very strange things stuff about seeing visions stuff about the vatican is being controlled by space aliens stuff about how the pope is a time traveler just weird things You will notice that some of the things sound very close to like, I was attacked in an alley, and when I woke up in the hospital, they said that I was missing a bunch of blood. Like, was I attacked by a vampire? And some stuff that was like people feeding off the energy of others. Psychic vampire stuff. Or Mothman. And some Bigfoot things. Stuff that's very supernatural adjacent, but is still rather mundane.
1: Now, these things that she has submitted, as do her medical records actually show that she was waylaid in an alley and woke up uh, anemic?
0: Looking at her medical records, you can see that a couple of things that are a little interesting. She's taking some medications for various things, of which one of them is a kind of synthetic estrogen. Because she was born, she was born sterile, and her reproductive organs do not function. There is some abnormalities in her blood work. You're gonna find out that she has also had a couple of surgeries to correct posture, or not cosmetic, but things that are quality of life improvement. Some of the stuff is strange. For all intents
1: and purposes, it seems like she was not meant to be born. She was, and somebody spent a lot of money to make her quote-unquote normal, which is very interesting because she has no father, and the mother is some do-nothing in the middle of nowhere who
0: could not possibly afford that kind of health care. There is certainly some of that. Looking at some of the medical records and some of the things that this woman, Kendra, has had to, to deal with, knowing that there is some sort of connection to Missy puts her in the vampiric world, at least partially. You know that she has sent you in things like premonitions or visions that she's had that have, at the very least, led to something, if not come true. Her most recent one of the wolf wrestling with the crown and a bed of roses, well... You just left the wolf and the bed of roses at the mall. And who knows where the crown has gotten off to? I believe we staked that one. Yeah, and returned him to Sender, and then who knows where that ended up. There is an old practice that some clans would perform in older times that they tried to more or less breed ghouls. And over generations and time, when you fed your Vitae to people that would then procreate and continue to feed them Vitae throughout the process of procreation up through gestation and eventually into birth, if things went right, you could produce results that bordered on extraordinary to pathetic it kind of depends what you would eventually get if everything went right and they were a functional member of society was what was called a revenant where they were like a ghoul but they weren't dependent upon the regents vitae to be able to do some of the things that ghouls can do They were almost all misshapen or malformed or had some kind of birth defect going on with them which made successive breeding of them down the family line very difficult. So they are incredibly rare. So
1: she is attempted revenant although she has visions and is attached to mischief. I would say she is a revenant with the ability of uh, foresight
0: perhaps. That is something that people who are proficient with the all-specs discipline can do.
1: Well, as they see in America. Holy shit.
0: As you sit there in a supernatural silence, the camera slides over to Missy. Missy, how are you traveling if Keith has your friend?
2: Calvin's already at the club.
0: It pays to have multiple ghouls, doesn't it? They're very useful.
2: Friends. They're my friends.
0: You get a hold of the prince, and you are given a location to meet that is not in the middle of town. Okay. It appears that she is out for the evening, performing some personal tasks, and gives you a location to meet her. Location passed along to Calvin, and you guys will drive. Is there any conversation in the car with Calvin before...
2: I think he tries to make uh, small talk. Yeah, he'll he'll make small talk, I'm sure.
0: He looks very concerned and worried because it is unusual for you to be like, we need to go now. And especially when you're pulling away from work that you have kind of given him. As this was like, hey, you know, you need a job. Here's your consistent job.
2: I guess you'll kind of look at him and see his concerned look and like, what? What?
0: This is just, this is just unusual. I, was, I was, thought I was working until We finished cleaning up and
2: Things, things came up And I need to take care of them. And Keith's handling something else So I need you to help me with this That's all I just need to take care of some business I have to talk to the prince It's important So we shouldn't keep her waiting
0: This more important than what, what Keith is doing?
2: Uh I mean Yeah, I guess uh, Kind of, slightly Why? What does that matter?
0: Oh, it, it doesn't. I'm, I'm sorry. And he continues driving, but you can see he has a little bit of a proud look on his face because he's doing something more important than Keith. Uh,
2: toddlers. I'm surrounded by toddlers.
0: After a moment or two of driving, a couple of lights will change. He'll come back into it as his dude. Did you have fun tonight before this at the, the club? Coco's Club?
2: I mean... It was okay. Not my favorite vibe in the club, but it was okay. Well, I mean, how's it working there? What? What? Anything weird happening uh, behind the scenes?
0: Some weird things, but not like weird things that we got to watch out for.
2: Well, like what though?
0: I, I noticed a couple of rats that didn't seem afraid, but they seemed to be easily chased off.
2: So, we have a rat problem in the club. The brand new club we just opened. There's a rat
0: problem. Uh, it was like one or two.
2: Okay. Well, I'll have Art take care of it. Get pet control, pest control in there. Set traps. Kill them all.
0: You lay out some, some poison, some. Mm-hmm. We can take care of it. Okay. I'm sure that it's not a big deal. You know, it's just.
2: You know what? Let's not even bother Art. When we're done here, next before your next shift, Grab some rat poison, spread it around, put some traps out. We'll take care of the problem ourselves. We don't need to go to art for everything.
0: I'll just let Miss Coco know so that you know she doesn't get get freaked out by you know poison all of a sudden all over the place.
2: She should be freaked out about rats in the club. But yes, sure, sure. Let let her know she's the manager of the club. Yes, of course. Mm
0: -hmm. And you guys will make a little bit of. Continued small talk. He seems very happy to just have you to himself and just normal conversation like the old days when things weren't so exciting. You pull up to a small little greasy spoon place, little restaurant, mom and pop. It's closed and there is a nicer than should be car sitting out in the parking lot. And you can see a little light on in the back inside of the restaurant
2: was i told by the prince to just go in
0: yeah she probably would have said you know this is where i will be for the next 45 minutes
2: okay so yeah she'll cal just wait here and then she'll go in she'll kind of make sure she looks presentable nice neat yeah walk in and um hello
0: walking in it's a nice little place couple of tables little open kitchen area that you know you can see people making your food signs prices food that you haven't eaten in 20 some odd years and the little light from the back a cheerful little tingle over the door as you come in and then a moment or two later you'll start to hear movement from the back and the door will open a little bit more, but only enough so that the prince can shimmy her way out through the doorway and then close it behind her. You will see inside that room, regardless of her attempts to block what is happening in that room, you will see that there is a person who is leaning back in a chair and just eyes closed, seemingly, since you have been a vampire for a significant period of time. Recovering from having being fed on, the prince comes out and is tidying herself up as well in the way that you do. When you're just like, all right, power suit, proper alignment and all that good stuff. She pauses for a moment as she sees you and then motions to one of the tables for you to take a seat at.
2: Missy will smile, do a little, little tiny bow with her head. She will move over to sit down at the booth, but she'll kind of wait for the prince to begin to sit first before she sits. That's how they do it in the movies.
0: The prince will just calmly sit, and there is a valise here that's got a couple of books in it. Not like reading books, but more like accounting books. And probably some personal effects. She sits, and she what is it that has you calling me with such intensity?
2: I apologize for interrupting your evening. I've run across an individual who I, um, I feel strongly that this individual um, needs to become one of us. And I would like to be this person's sire. I'm looking for permission to do that.
0: She blinks. Just actually blinks for a second. Missy, you have been in the city for for many years now, throughout almost the entirety of my rule, if not a little bit longer. And you know that the permission and the right to, to create a child is one that is not frivolously given out.
2: But I understand. Go on.
0: Surely, there are plenty of people within the city that almost any kindred you would speak to would find sufficient or interesting enough to garner an embrace to either build their own power, the power of their clan, or just for a whim. As such, we don't permit embraces all of that often. Why do you think that this person is so exceptional to? warrant such an occasion
2: i believe this person is connected to me by blood i think they're like me and i think it would be better to bring them into the fold than to leave them out of it to where they could possibly stumble upon things that could break the masquerade
0: And why do you think that this is the way that you should bring them into the fold when there are other methods?
2: She's going to be quiet. You're going to see her kind of biting that lip a bit. I didn't think of other methods. Felt this one the most strongly.
0: She leans back in the little booth, puts her hands in her lap. Things in the city have been calm for a while now. Ever since the small Sabbat instance and everything else that is going on, you've been serving me well in your new position. And you've been serving me well in your new position. However, six months is not a lot of time, especially not to kindred and you know this. You've been a functioning member of our society for 25 years now. Sheldon. I cannot at this juncture grant you the permission you request. I cannot speak for the future, especially should your service continue to be as good as it is, but know that it is something that I deny frequently. We can only afford to feed so many mouths in this city without it becoming dangerous to all of us. In addition, should one territory, one of the barons in the city, grow too powerful and start embracing just as is their whim, then suddenly the entire city falls back into disarray, chaos, and violence. As like the end of my sire, the previous princes rule, and no one here wants that, so we've all decided to be rather fair. You were hiding your your feelings about being denied. She was attempting to read your feelings. She'll shift her position, and she'll say, there are other ways that we can monitor this and decide whether or not it will be permissible in the future. You can ghoul her, you can use your powers to make sure that she does not become a bigger problem with the masquerade than she may already be. And she reaches and picks up her valise and puts it in her lap. If you want to put, while she looks like she is getting ready to go, and she is obviously a very busy person, there's something to the way she's doing it. You watch her eyes flick around a little bit as if something has gotten her worried. She's ready to leave. And as she stands up, she will say, Cool her. Kill her if she becomes a problem for the masquerade. Wipe her minds. Do whatever it is you will do But I cannot at this moment grant you permission for the embrace.
2: Missy will nod and say thank you. I will get her under my control, monitor, and let you know. And hopefully, eventually, you'll grant my request.
0: Continue to serve as you have, and I am sure that in the future, you can have the, the child that you wish.
2: And she'll... Okay, well. I'll let you get back to your evening, and her eyes will flick to that door. That she came out of. And and she'll back out of the place.
0: She leaves before you. As you are, like, I'll let you get along to your evening. She just gives you a little slight nod and begins to leave.
2: Okay. I'll let her go. Am I in there alone now?
0: With the exception of the passed out person that's in the back.
2: I'm going to go peek through that door and get a good look at that passed out person in the back. Sure. I just want to know, like, if I ever see them again, would I know them? That's what I want to look at. Like, want to capture their face.
0: They're not really any kind of specific thing. They're a little overweight. They have just like a t-shirt with the name of the little mom and pop place on it. They have... Uh, order forms, and there's a little laptop computer here in the process of ordering burgers or rolls or stuff like that. Some financial stuff is sitting now. It's just like a desk of somebody who is running a business that is just stuff everywhere, not very organized. And they are snoozing quietly. They're early 50s, bit of extra weight, little. Five o'clock shadow, but with a little mustache, curly hair, nothing.
2: Okay. Like I said, just so if I were to see them again, I would go, hey, I recognize that person.
0: Yeah. And you can even, like, snap a picture on your phone or something like that. Okay. Head out, lock the door. The car is gone. Calvin's out there waiting for you. And when you get back in the car, is everything, everything okay?
2: Hmm. No.
0: Do we need to do something about it?
2: Not much we can do. We just got to get to Keith now. And she'll pull the phone out and text Keith, where are you? We're on our way.
0: He will text you the location. It is near the campus. He will say that he just dropped her off at dorms on south side of school campus and is hanging out near to the campus in case he was needed to do something else there.
2: Just, yeah, on my way and tell Cal head to the university. Sure. And then text art. What did you find out about
1: her? Art will text back kind of a lot.
2: I'm headed over to the university. Can you meet me
1: there? Not a problem.
2: All right text Keith to find out exactly the the exact location. And then she'll close her phone and sit there and think about what are the other ways we can do this? And that's going to be cool. For killing. Kill her first. Ghoul her second. Those are the options. As she mumbles in the front seat.
0: So as you're mumbling this, when you come up to a stoplight, Calvin will look at you, see your mumbling, and then he'll it's, slightly excuse himself, reach over, pop the glove box, reach in, pull out a gun, and just kind of put that underneath his leg as he continues to drive. Okay. He doesn't say anything though about, you know, you're wanting to perform murder.
2: Mm He's a homie. What would he say? No. But yeah, she'll continue mumble. We'll find out what Art says. And Art tells us. We'll figure out which it'll be. Killing's just the easiest, the cleanest. Art appreciates cleanliness and she'll look at Cal and point her finger. That's a fact.
0: It's a fact it's a lot easier.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep.
0: Do you just pull up to Keith on the college campus? Mm-hmm. In a parking lot two cars facing opposite directions.
2: I'll get out, tell Cal to just wait here and then get out. And I assume Keith is standing by the car and ask him, where is she?
0: He'll get out of his car. When he sees you guys pull up, you get out of the car. Calvin will shift his weight and take the gun from underneath his leg and put it in the back of his pants and just sit there with the headlights off and just, Keeping an eye out, looking around. You can see him ducking his head to get it out, to look around.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Keith points to one of the buildings here, one of the dorms. Says she went in there.
2: Okay. Is Art here yet? I haven't seen him. Doesn't mean he's not here yet.
1: It's fine. The cameras don't see us either. We have 14 minutes, and the uh, student security is investigating a knocked-over trash can on the other side of campus. Uh, The squirrels are getting a little angry this time of year. I don't know why. And the sound is coming from the hood of
0: the car that Keith drives. You will notice that Keith jumps, and his arm does go to reach for some sort of concealed weapon, but when he recognizes the voice, he relaxes his guard. Mumbles that he hates that. Art will uh, appear.
1: It's not like he shimmers into indiv- visibility or anything, but he will appear. He's wearing a mask, one of those LED masks with the expressive LED face uh, faces on it, and uh, he's already pulling a cigarette out of his pocket to light it up.
2: Why don't we talk in the backseat of the car?
1: I was just about to light up. Fine. Fine, fine. We'll we'll get in the car.
2: Also, take that ridiculous mask off. I can't talk to you with the smiley face.
1: But it accurately projects my happy-go-lucky nature. Fine. I should have just stayed out of sight in the shadows with my cloak of shadows. And other shadowy things pouts a bit and he gets back in the car, takes the mask off.
2: So Missy is in the back seat with him. Alright, so what do you got?
1: Well first off she is a smart cookie. She uh, has excellent grades, undecided uh, major. She is uh, halfway through sophomore year. Grew up in New Haven, Connecticut. No father to speak of. Mother is in some dead-end job in middle of nowhere. Uh, she came here on scholarship after transferring after a freshman year and from community college. Very smart way of doing things. Uh, she has a strong interest in her electives, um, kind of a, adjunct of nursing, uh, holistic healing, non-traditional medicinal methods. Of course, the school she chose is in the middle of Baron Magnus's territory, perhaps his domain entirely. He takes a moment. His fingers tap like he really wants that cigarette, but he doesn't go back for it. She's had some abnormalities, birth defects. Um, born sterile. She takes meds, uh, synthetic estrogen, a couple of other things. Uh, surgeries to affect posture. Um, as you know, she... His being around us uh, she showed up at club
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, miss Jeff uh, what do you know about the reverence
2: uh, don't they do the sermons on Sunday
1: uh, no those are reverence and they're
2: yeah that's what you said reverence
1: no, no I see the revenant. oh
2: well your accent and that you know
1: uh, do you want me to, uh, here I will drop accent <laughs> <coughs>
2: All right, a revenant. What? 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 What's a revenant?
1: A revenant is a ghoul that has been bred from ghouls to be able to be a ghoul without the need for the blood. It is a long-term eugenics project. We are undead people, of course. The elders would try stupid bullshit like this. So
2: she's a ghoul, but she doesn't rely on anybody's blood. Nobody controls her. She isn't anybody's ghoul. She's Jimmy's wet dream of a free ghoul.
1: Yes, she is Jimmy's wet dream of free ghoul.
2: But really, she's nobody. She's a nobody from nowhere. No one would miss her.
1: Well, she has has the gift of sight. Foresight. Future sight. She has premonition. She sees things. She saw a metaphor of Coco's birth.
2: I see things, too.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Somebody within your clan attached to you, I'm guessing, because you asked me to do all this, but somebody in your clan has been trying to create the Revenant for generations and has potentially succeeded would she have physicality of cool Mm, maybe not but she has ability to see future to see events before they happen or as they happen things she cannot explain but things she sends into podcast from time to time
2: she listens to your podcast
1: she contributes to podcast but yes she has um her social media activity and search history leans very heavily towards the conspiracy side of things. Vatican time travel, crop circles, a wolf uh, wrestling with a crown on bed of roses. Um, I think there was something there about uh, wound vomiting blood. Things of that nature.
2: Hmm. Alright, well, uh, Yeah. Somebody, uh, she's connected to me somehow. I have a, an idea of how, uh, and, uh, given everything you've told me and, and, what I'm seeing from her, um, I've talked to the prince about this. Um, I think, I think we're just going to go kill her. What, what? You up for that?
1: What do you mean?
2: What do you mean? What do I mean? You're going to eat her organs and I'm going to drink her blood. We're going to kill her. Why? 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 You just said somebody's experimenting and made a a, a genetic freak over here. And she keeps coming around. She keeps being drawn to us. She's going to, I don't know, she's going to screw up and eventually break the masquerade. It's going to come down on our asses. So we're going to eliminate this problem
1: now. No, what is real reason you had me look at this one? What is her connection to you? What is her connection to Malkiff?
2: She's, I don't know, like like a weird... Like, maybe like a half-sister-ish kind of a deal.
1: She's a half-sister?
2: Ish. Like, kind of deal.
1: How the hell did that happen?
2: I don't know. Go ask my sire. Rosemary, the baddie woman, who apparently wasn't good enough trying to make me into a child. She had to literally try to create some kind of Frankenstein monster to satisfy her mother tendencies so we're going to eliminate this one child
1: what has she done
2: what do you mean what has she done she keeps coming around she's going to expose us
1: uh, so what
2: what do you know so what she breaks the masquerade so what uh, d- do you know if you said that in at Elysium they'd probably just kill you right there
1: Uh, that's why i don't like going to elysium
2: Uh, yeah you're the one that told me these rules and now you're saying so what i don't you're the one teaching coco these rules and now you're saying so what
1: that is not what i meant and you know it
2: what did you mean
1: why do we need to kill her if she is going to be threat of masquerade breach we bring her in We bind her to us, and we tell her, "No, you're not going to do it anymore." We get Jimmy to say, "You will forget everything about about us," and it's done. There are simpler ways to do that, rather than breaking into a dorm room, feasting upon somebody, making body go away, and then tomorrow morning when they say, "Oh yes, security says she walked up at eleven fifty-one p.m. and didn't, and just vanished." That is going to create problems, especially because we are not in our domain. We are not in our barony.
2: Fine. We'll lure her to our domain and we'll kill her there. It will make it look like an accident there. So that way nobody cares. Nobody cares. She's a nobody.
1: I care. You care? Yes. Why? She is popular person on podcasts.
2: Oh my gosh, it's one less fan. I'll increase the, my Patreon contribution. Does, that should cover it.
1: You have Patreon contribution?
2: Not to your podcast.
1: Well, then, no. I don't want you to kill off my podcast members.
2: But I will change it and be a fan of your podcast. I'll even try to listen.
1: You don't even? Well, I should not be surprised. No.
2: Hey, do you think Jimmy listens? No, because you aren't blaring 80s glam rock.
1: Uh, Jimmy doesn't listen to anything. Look, this is not about Jimbo.
2: Exactly. We're not taking her to Jimmy for anything either.
1: This is about you wanting to irrationally murder a person. Yes. And you're asking me to clean up body.
2: Why are you acting like this is a whole horrible thing? Do you know how many bodies we've had to clean up for Coco and Jimmy? I'm asking for one. One.
1: I am trying to avoid the repercussions because you have already expressed interest, not just to me, but to Prince of City. About this individual.
2: Yeah. I asked if I could turn her. Prince said no. They gave me the option. Killer or ghoul her.
1: And why do you not want to ghoul her?
2: Uh, Because I already have two. And I had to listen to Jimmy wail. About having too many ghouls. But. You know what? Fine. I'll ghoul her. I'll ghoul her. There you go.
1: Okay. She probably already knows about this conversation through Wacky Dreams or something. I am certain she is going to come by Paradise in next couple of days. We can take care of it there. The ghouling.
2: There's no way. I'll take care of it. I'm doing it.
1: You are doing it.
2: If I get any shit from Jimmy about having a third one, you back me up on this. Absolutely. And then if she does anything odd or goes out of line or anything like that, if the Malk can't be contained, then we'll have to go with the other option. All right. I don't like the pause before that. All right. You paused too long. You weren't quick.
1: I am getting slow in my old age, apparently.
2: That's not true. Number one. Number two. (sighs) You know I trust you, and if you're telling me you're going to back me up, I'm going to believe you. You know that.
1: Yes, and I'm going to back you up. I was going to say, if you want to make two dozen ghouls and parade them in front of him and make them do a little dance around him like a, a um, gosh, like a, like a Broadway number, that would be fantastic and I would be clapping and singing along the entire time, but no, I am Mischief, you have come out of nowhere wanting to murder somebody. Why? This is not about, about Kendra, is it? This is, this is about Rosemary.
2: It's about protecting the masquerade. And she keeps sticking her nose where it shouldn't be. And we are going to be in trouble if she does continue to do that. And we do nothing about it. It's just the icing on the cake that it has to do with Rosemary.
1: Would it not be better for me to try and track down Rosemary and then we coax her into Springfield, we chop off her arms and legs, and turn her into a Malkaf McNugget, Then you have Snack? Would that not be a better use of time and energy rather than bringing somebody who is not otherwise attached to the masquerade in on it?
2: Uh, Yeah, because going and killing one sire isn't going to be frowned upon.
1: So is killing mortals in general?
2: They're cattle, it's, yeah. I kill a vamp, they're gonna come after me. I killed one of our own. I, I You kill a mortal, they're, that, 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 like, you know, putting down a, 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 a cow.
1: You know as well as I do, the laws minimize the murder.
2: All right, I said I would ghoul her. Why are we now back to talking about the murder?
1: Because? As I said, this is is not about Kendra. This is about Rosemary.
2: All right. Well, I think our hour is up, and you can head shrink me later. Uh, But, yeah, I think I'll have uh, Keith or, or Cal send her a message and get her over to Paradise as soon as possible.
1: Very well. As I said, I will back you. I will have your back.
2: You won't warn her. You're not going to try to protect her or keep this from happening.
1: He holds up his hands. I will do no such thing. I will not support her. I will not warn her. I will not talk to her. She will not see me. I will not be there. Except I will be there, but I won't be there.
2: Mm -hmm. Fine. 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 Keep your fan.
1: Fine. I'm going to. Thank you for being understanding.
2: Getting soft in your old age. That's what you're getting.
1: Probably. I need to broker a weapons deal or something. Get my feet back into the fire. Ooh, maybe not fire. I don't say fire.
0: <laughs> Do you give Art a ride back to the mall?
2: I say, I, I hey, give me a minute. Let me talk to keith and cal and she'll get out i think she'll just go tell cal he can go and then she'll tell keith we need a ride back
0: calvin will take a moment to just be like you know are you sure you know i can i can take you wherever you want to go and he can drop art off and you know you you turn him down You're like no no no, we got this go go take care of whatever he's got to go take care of As you guys drive back to the mall, what is the mood, the air that you guys do not breathe? If we could exhale, it would be frost. Just kind of not looking at each other and just being very disgruntled at each other. I think so.
1: Yeah.
2: Not like pissed off at each other, but just kind of hrumpf. No, I think Missy just kind of is looking at I think she catches Keith's eye in the rearview mirror a couple times and he probably can pick up on her mood. He's been with her enough.
0: And you guys were getting loud in there. So he definitely heard parts of that conversation. So,
2: but yeah, we'll go to the mall first and uh, we'll drop him off and then we'll go back to my better place. Cause I'm not sleeping in that. I'm
1: the
0: only person who sleeps in that mall is art. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy is mall-adjacent, but yeah. So you guys drive off into the night, back towards home, sweet home. Or I guess maybe domain, sweet domain. And that's where we'll pick it up next time, with everybody.
1: This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.
0: Or if she does, it's nothing impressive.
1: Well, unless she is rich. But uh, if she was wealthy, she would not be wearing the thing that she is wearing.
0: Are you sure that you are not a Toreador?
1: I am positive. I am not toriador. I am KGB. Excellent. Uh, let's
0: have a roll then.
1: Uh, she is not a missing person.
0: Not yet. Uh,
1: spoilers. Eh. It is a living... Or unliving, as it were.
0: Good with two. Yes. A lot of artsy-fartsy hippie courses, but there's also math, chemistry.
1: The core classes.
0: Exactly. Fighter, rogue, mage. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Although in this case, I believe it is just commoner.
0: Wow. Missy, where was your sire from? Do you have any idea or a place that she liked to frequent?
1: No. She
2: was on the street. I had no idea where she came from. I didn't get to spend a lot of time with her to know much about her. Yeah, no. Well, an enigma.
0: Yeah, and a mig- an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a puzzle, mm-hmm.
2: and a Kinder egg.
0: You pick a random state. <laughs> Confusion. Well, <laughs> that's not all that Massachusetts.
2: random. Massachusetts. She's no, from Boston. 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 She's
0: a selfie. Uh, is she grew up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm.
1: Cities. Connecticut. Schenectony. Schenectony. Schenectony?
2: That's New York. What? Dance
1: Everything dance I know is a lie. It must be the carbon monoxide. <laughs>
0: uh, I like New Haven.
2: Okay. Because,
0: you know, Haven vampires. That's, uh, that's telling. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I didn't know there was a New Haven in Connecticut. Leave me alone. Um... <laughs> It's because the Old Haven got hit by the Second Inquisition. Right? There is some abnormalities in her blood work, which, if you would like to roll some occult, we can see what you might I call. would love to roll occult. Or if you have anything else that knows about possible kindred things.
1: Yeah, do it again. I'll take it.
0: You're going to find out that she's also had a couple of surgeries to correct posture, or not cosmetic, but things that are quality of life improvement. Some of the stuff is strange.
1: For all intents and purposes, it seems like she was not meant to be born. She was, and somebody spent a lot of money to make her quote-unquote normal. Which is very interesting because she has no father and the mother is um, some do-nothing in the middle of nowhere who could not possibly afford that kind of health care.
0: There is certainly some of that... It doesn't tickle anything on your occult roles because the... um, What's the words? Because it doesn't... Because the threshold you, is three, <laughs> uh, the threshold for this may have actually been like four. Because I don't know how much this would really be a thing that you would know. I guess. Uh, fuck it, I'll drop a willpower. I want to see how far it goes. Because okay. now you, you got the player curious. So here we go. Boom. Uh oh. Okay, well that's all. It's not a crit, but it's still five on five. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, Let me ask Missy a question here. Missy, how much of your sire and your history there would you have told Art over your time?
2: Um, I've never had anything positive to say about my sire. Uh Uh-huh. If I've mentioned, and it would just be derogatory things, how they just kind of, against my will, bam, did this thing to me and then left me
0: anything about her being excited about you being a child, or calling you a child, or anything along those lines?
2: Yes, she did uh, refer to me as her daughter when we all know I was not.
0: Okay. So they are incredibly rare. Diva says hello. How are you traveling if Keith has your friend?
2: Calvin's already at the club.
0: It pays to have multiple ghouls, doesn't it? They're very useful.
2: Friends. They're my friends.
0: Your ghoul friends? <laughs> hey, <laughs> girlfriend. Hey. hey,
2: girlfriend. Hey,
0: Yeah. <laughs> and no one here wants that. So we've all decided to be rather fair.
2: What would Missy need to roll to keep kind of like a uh, the composure because I think as the prince talks she gets angrier and angrier about this. She's being told no and we know she's emotionally stunted. So <laughs> she's not getting what she wants. <laughs> what would she need to roll to not let that project out?
0: Well there's conveniently a composure stat. Mm-hmm. Could be etiquette, could be subterfuge, could be resolve, could be you, you mm-hmm. sell me on what you want to I'm go with go your etiquette.
2: composure. I want to go etiquette composure. Okay. Oh, I think I'm pretty solid. Okay.
0: You, you're good?
2: I think, I think with two, I'm solid. I think with
0: two. All right. I'm going to roll. Uh, I'm just going to throw a random number of dice mm-hmm. here. Oh. Mm. Man, it's a good thing this isn't Shadowrun. run.
2: <laughs>
0: dang yo I was trying to decide because obviously she just fed mm-hmm. but yeah is that is that last one on the uh, on the hunger die well in this situation it doesn't matter because it's the first two and the last two mm-hmm. um, which if it's a bestial failure results in a compulsion of some kind I'm trying to think if there is something here that is super relevant. Like, I have an idea, but let me just look up the uh, the Ventru clan compulsion.
1: Um, it is to um, exert power. Dominance. Oh, I thought that was just... I thought dominance was just... I'm I'm going off of what I remember happening to Victor Temple when he did the bestial failure, and he had to make it absolutely clear that he was in charge, type of thing.
0: Spoilers for those who don't watch LA by <laughs> Night. It's over now. You should watch it. I mean, it was literally six-ish years ago that that happened, from when I'm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, while I'm control Fing my way through the PDF here, um the there was an animation on final fantasy 2 that they were talking about a thing and it was a it was like you know I'm not going to say what happened because it's a spoiler and I look at the release date and it's like uh game came out 30 years ago I'm pretty sure you can <laughs> you know you can let that go uh Cool. All right. I know it's, what's going on. Uh, roll your wits and awareness. I'm sorry, not wits and awareness, wits and insight.
2: Wits and insight?
0: There's something to the way she's doing it. You watch her eyes flick around a little bit as if something has gotten her worried. Mechanically, so that you don't go down a crazy rabbit hole of, like, the chair is important. <laughs> uh because she bestial failure, she is feeling a little paranoid about her position as prince, because all of a sudden yeah. like, I want to make more vampires. So yeah, no, uh, she got a, a paranoia compulsion on mm-hmm. her bestial failure, and is currently acting on that, so that you don't have to go down some crazy rabbit hole of what the fuck's wrong with her, and why is mm-hmm. all of a sudden uh, things. But she's... Okay.